0: Discussing cup upsets and more, welcome to Hand 50, as I wrote in the email to these two last night, but episode 460 of Hand of Pod. I am Sam and I'm joined by English Dan. Hello. And Andreas. Hello, welcome. Welcome back, gents. Um, the first thing to uh, just say is that uh, there is a match going on as we record. Oh no, there actually isn't. The, the, the alert I got was that it's kicking off in half an hour. It doesn't make a difference <laughs> to us. We're not going to be watching it because, astonishingly, to those of you who don't live in Argentina... Dan is still without television and internet. Yes, um, it's been great fun. He's had uh, this situation now for the last, well, it must be a week actually, because he said last we week we recorded, recorded on Friday. On Friday, Friday yes. Already not had it for a day by that point. No, it cut out on Friday oh. afternoon. Oh, ah,
1: okay. So yes, from um, podcast to podcast essentially at the moment. Six, Hopefully not to
0: another one. Six days and counting. The good thing about this, as he uh, pointed out to me when I met him yesterday to check that he was okay with recording today, uh, is from his point of view, it's a good thing anyway that he's been completely oblivious to all of the media fuss in the fallout from the super classic, oh, yes. which of yes. course we will be reviewing um, very shortly. But first of all, all of the scores from last weekend in the Liga Profesional de Football: Barracas Central three, Instituto de Cordoba nil, Godoy Cruz nil, Unión nil, Lanús one, Huracan nil. Uh, and the Copa Argentina game that isn't uh, kicking off in half an hour is Lanús, by the way, as well. Lanús against Sol de Marshall. Colón, two. Banfield, nil. Belgrano, one. And one red card. Atlético Tucumán, nil. Argentinos Juniors, two. Independiente, two. Rosario Central, four. Platense, nil. River, who had one player on the pitch and two players from the bench, sent off. Uh, 1. Boca Juniors, who had three players on the pitch and their manager sent off, nil. Tigre 2, Newell's Old Boys 2, and yes, I am feeling quite smug about predicting that one would be decent last week. (laughs) Estudiantes 2, Beles Sarsfield, nil. Arsenal, nil. Oh, and Newell's had a man sent off, by the way. Arsenal, nil. Gimnasia 1, San Lorenzo, nil. Defensa Justicia, with a red card, nil. Racing 2, Tacheres, Four mm. And Central Córdoba de Santiago de Estero nil, Sarmiento de Junín 1. So, those results you might have noticed San Lorenzo dropping points while River won, meaning that River are now back up to 8 points clear at the top of the table after 15 matches 37 points. San Lorenzo second on 29, Defensa Justicia a third on 28, and Tascheras Estudiantes and Belgrano all have 27. Obviously, we're going to begin with the Super Superclásico.
2: Um, so before before we start, a disclaimer. Because during no. uh, the last episode, we mentioned Santiago Solari, the uh, striker or midfielder from Defensa Justicia. And there, there was the question whether he had to do something with the, the other Solaris. And he has to do. Uh, he's oh, he's the, related. He's oh. the la- brother of Pablo Solari, uh, Pablo Solari, the one who is at River right now. And in fact, he is called after... Or because of, of the little Indian Solari. Uh, the one yeah. who played for River. Oh, he's named yeah. after, yeah. Yes. Oh, right. Because he was asked whether the the Sandes yeah. play was a penalty or not, and he obviously said it was a big penalty, mm-hmm. because he's the brother of Pablo, uh, who is at River.
1: I see. But he's not related to the original Santiago. No, no. It's no. just no. an homage. Hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, now that you've said that, I have a feeling that
1: we... So um, there's two Solari clans in Argentine football now. That's quite scary.
0: Yeah. Now, now that Andres has said that, I have a feeling that when um, Pablo first broke, started to break through at River, we looked up his Wikipedia and saw that he had a brother who was playing oh. in the youth team for somebody, but it's been, what, a year and a half, two years since then, so uh, I've completely forgotten about it. So thank you. Um, nice to see that he is now playing as well, because that hadn't occurred to me. Uh, the Superclassico itself, as we were saying just before, or as I was saying just before I hit record on the microphone... Um, from a neutral point of view wasn't really that good a game and I think most of the intrigue seemed to be just wondering whether Boca were going to manage to hang on until the final whistle. Which they, looked like they would they to be honest. They very nearly did. Because they weren't
1: particularly stretched I think. Romero made
0: a couple of decent saves. Yeah, well I think Romero got the I think I'm right in saying he got the official man of the match award yeah. which I think was perhaps pushing it a little bit as you said That it wasn't quite that much That excited. many to choose from to be honest. No, I mean... Mostly because River had difficulty actually getting their shots on target. Yes. Um,
2: but the one he sent to De La Cruz was, I think, a, a, uh, wo- a World Cup class save. Mm. He, could have, he could have easily saved it in a World Cup because, in fact, he was the goalkeeper of Argentina in, in World Cups. Mm. Uh, yeah, so clearly, man of the match. Um, but River did. I mean.
0: All right, and what we did see again from them was this keeping going right to the end, which, of course, I mean, you'd expect in the Super Classico particularly. It took them up until the second or third minute of um, stoppage time Mm. to get a penalty from the fouls on Solari, wasn't it? Yes, yes. um, Or was it a foul? I mean, (laughs) to me, it looked like a foul.
2: Yes, it was so very very was similar. It was very very similar, and after the, the match, it was like compared to that play because it was also River Boca for the Copa Sudamericana twenty fourteen in the Monumental. Mm. In the very first minutes, when I think that uh, Rojas uh, made a penalty to to Melli, who at this point at that point it was was playing for Boca, oh, which former Colón so, midfielder, in which he uh, Rojas wanted to clear the ball, but in the meantime, uh, Melly appeared and, and he didn't uh, uh, kick the ball but he left So it was similar, uh, not not exactly the same play but similar. So one was penalty and the other not, uh, was, wasn't. Both were penalties and...
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was a Stonewall penalty by, by any means and I don't think River would have had too much room for grievance if it wasn't given. But at the same time, uh, you're in the box. You're a defender, and you just take a wild swing at the ball. You've got to be prepared to pay the consequences. Like either you get proper contact on the ball, or you're very likely to give away a penalty. So from that, from that perspective, I don't think you can argue with it too much. It's yeah. Again, the kind of one where if it's not given, you think, all right, fair enough. But really, not uh, not too much. Bocker can say. Um, Especially after doing very little, not, over the 90 minutes to, uh, to merit, kind of taking anything from the game.
0: Not that that stopped Bocker from having something to say about the decision. As, as I've
1: mentioned, I don't know. You'll, you'll have to fill me in.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you saw some of it because you saw the big bun that there wasn't the fact that it took about 10 minutes before the, the penalty. only thing was that made taken. the game worth well, No, it wasn't actually. The penalty was taken right away and then it took 10 minutes mm. to get the, the game restarted and the final whistle blown because everybody piled in.
1: It was very surreal, to be honest, because um, I did something that I hadn't done for for quite some time. I watched a football game in a bar,
0: hmm.
1: um, a big departure from my usual routine, um, and it was it was on silent, like while people were drinking and talking. Um, so it was quite surreal just seeing this whole thing um, unfold like a Charlie Chaplin film, and pretty much. In very similar slapstick form, with you know no sound and and everyone just wondering, oh, you know, seeing it in the background, is this still going on? No, just keep going. It's like a quarter of an hour right before they finally managed to get everyone who wasn't supposed to be off the pitch, and then the people who were on the pitch and now had to leave the pitch.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So Miguel Angel Borja scored the penalty. Um, wheeled away to celebrate and obviously joined by all of his teammates except for Agustin Padovesino who ran into the middle of the penalty box and started turning around and celebrating in Boca players' faces mm. before then running off to celebrate with his teammates. Um, and uh, Boca's players took exception to this mm. and there was a big shocking... And he me... Boca... The sort of scenes nobody wants to see.
1: But if you watch Boca lose, you're almost definitely well, going to see him because I think I saw yeah, said last well, week. If you did indeed. I, was what I was e- say, every yeah. single one of these balls involves Boca.
2: Yes, but Boca has been incredibly victim uh, quite several times in a short time uh, mm. uh, by the, the ones who scored against them. Uh, they, they, you remember Carlos Alcaraz at
1: Racing at the Super Copa or yes, which ended in with a. Uh, Six Boca Plaza, I think, sent off because then they had to fall. Yes, yeah, um, Uh there was another one um against Onyon with Troshansky.
0: Yeah. I'm you know it's almost as if they're doing something to make their opponents dislike them.
1: I mean there are two options here. Either Boca are, you know, particularly aggrieved and people just go out of their way to mock them and no one else, leaving them no option but to react, or this thing happens in like every single game, and it's for some reason only Boca who get so pissy about it that they have to go and get free players off. Mm. I don't know. You you tell me which one
2: it is. Um, I, I think that, and um, we have talking about this that Boca likes riots, scandals, <laughs> and
1: those, those things. Boca the, likes riots. If the, that's not in the tweet to um, publicise this podcast, the thing is that in, the
2: if they uh, are able to take a benefit out of it and sometimes they can't and that is what makes them
1: younger, angry i mean it, can, it just changes the narrative right um because going back I mean, to it that takes racing the game off
0: the fact that they just lost the super or the fact it's, that they just yeah, lost the super it's not to boca like. threw
1: a, a goal lead away against racing and really didn't do shit or boca didn't have a shot in the super classico and lost it's oh, you know, oh, was the referee right? Did we do this? Why was this decision? Blah, blah, blah.
0: Hmm. And, and it's aided and abetted by the media, particularly, Day say, sports, but, you know, the other channels do it as well, uh, who are more than happy to spend the next week talking about precisely that and shouting at each other about it on oh, absolutely, daytime yeah. television shows and, and nighttime television yeah. shows and early evening television shows. Yeah. And all but I
1: don't of. think it does... Boca any favours either because instead of kind of actually having to look at the team, which is a good team, I mean, you've got good players on that team. And, um, and they just never get around to just having a good look at themselves and saying, why is this team playing such mediocre, timid football?
2: So petty, it's really, I don't know why they, they they think that, I mean, they were champions playing similarly. So perhaps they think they are right because uh, taking Bisha running and taking his the play uh, uh, putting a ball long long ball for him to, to, to run and try to score. In this case, he couldn't do it because also River and I think that this was that's literally on. been their only plan for
1: three years almost.
2: They uh, they stopped him by, by make, uh, committing fouls uh, and in some cases there were, that was other complaint from Boca. Media, players, uh, everyone that some some players from River should have been sent off before, like mm-hmm. Milton Gasco, Enzo Diaz, perhaps it was something like that, but uh, uh, explaining everything only because of that, or, or the reason why they lost, that the referee uh, w- went good with them, well, it's a bit like, well, embarrassing, I think. Um, but I think the best Part uh, uh, though it was the one I think you mentioned that Borja trying to celebrate thinking that the other players would give him a hug Mm. and when he he turned back it was all the players punching each other it was really hilarious. He put a, a shirt on
1: saying something about God right? Probably. While everything else was he, going he to hell. Yeah.
0: Afterwards, I saw him. Yeah, just wearing a T-shirt with something written on it. I didn't see what it was that was written on it. He didn't get booked for that. I'm guessing they forgot. Oh no, good point. Yeah. I think it was the like the least, of, um,
1: the least of the least of Vereda's concerns. Yeah.
0: So Palo Vecino got sent off for the red card, uh, for the um, taunting in the Boca's uh, Boca players' faces uh, that I mentioned, and I saw a quote at one point. I had the TV on mute because I was working, but so I just looked up at the screen and, and saw somebody, one of River's players, was giving an interview to ESPN, maybe, whichever channel I had on at the time, um, and said that Palavecino apparently immediately afterwards turned around to his teammates and said, I'm really sorry guys, <laughs> realising that he caused most of it. Um, Miguel Merentiel, Ezequiel Fernandez, and Nicolás Valentini all got sent off for Boca as, as I mentioned, did Jorge Almiron and two of Rivers' unused substitutes, Elias Gomez and Ezequiel Centurion? Um, they were unused subs, weren't they? They weren't starting and on the bench by then? Yep, no, they were unused subs. Um, so those players, and presumably that manager, although you never know here, will all be suspended for their team's next matches. They went after the Racing fiasco, I remember. Where, yeah, for some, some reason, reason they Super got scrubbed off. They'll get suspended for the next Super Copper. Super Trofeo Coppa, de Campeones, it the was. One, yeah. So next time either of those. T- <laughs> I think they've already right? played
1: the Trofeo de Cam- played the Trofeo de Campeones against Patronato, or something. Oh planned. yeah, last year. Yeah. I can't keep up with it. As, as
0: we said a week or two ago, they've still got to play the 2020 one against River at some point. Yeah. But uh, they haven't uh, agreed a date yet. Um, Apparently
2: it will be played next year, <laughs> so they four years after. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, so yeah, that was that was the Super yeah Lots of fallout, not too much football, but, I mean, overall, ignoring all of the stuff at the end uh, and ignoring the fact that it took them until a very, very late penalty, I, I would say Krupa were the better team. So if you just want a purely footballing opinion, the right team... I create,
2: couldn't create so many clear chances, of course, but I don't remember a Supercast where, where the first half ends, ends with 69% possession of the ball yeah. for one team and 31 for the other.
0: The first half, you're right, it was like an attack versus defence training session. It was really weird. And then mm-hmm. the second half was a little bit you weird. Know, started to come out and actually had a few. Well, I mean, literally a few. Yeah,
2: two, they, they had some passes. Second
0: half, they had four shots, Boca. Um,
1: I think there's two particularly sorry. impressive statistics. First, 39 total fouls. Shed out pretty evenly, 17 for River, 22 for Boca. Uh, and the second one is that Bocca didn't have a single corner.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Quite right.
1: um, and they're pretty good at corners, so that probably didn't help much. Mm. And it's, it kind of paints a picture of the, the game, I think, just didn't spend enough time by in River's um, final third to generate anything that
0: could have... Great, right, the corner, mm. I guess. No, uh, river hit the post as well. I've Forgotten about that. Mm. that yes. Was in the first half, wasn't it? No, second.
2: Solari, uh, I think the ball, uh. the ball it hit is uh, Valentini, and that's why uh, it hit the post because the original
0: uh, shot wasn't wouldn't go to the to the post. Mm. Um, so that was the Super Classical. Um Let's move on to another team who are in fact. I think pretty much level with Boca in the table. Yep, same number of points. They're just below the one goal difference. Dan, I'm afraid it's time for you to discuss Racing at home to Tacheres, which didn't go as planned uh, from Racing's point of view.
1: I mean, you could say that, yeah. Foto uh, at home after a very good result, just after our last recording, that gutsy 1-0 draw against uh, Flamengo. Um, and it was just more of the same, what we've seen really... Constantly from Racing across this uh, this championship, and particularly in the last ten games, which is just an inability to to defend. Um, I think with kind of the mitigating factor that uh, uh, Racing came out definitely with the copper in mind. There were several um, subs and reserves on the on the pitch with them and, uh, they didn't do a particularly good job, but really the the problem for Racing is you know they're trying to play you know this high line pressing football, but you've got a uh, back four uh, and especially the two centre backs um, Sigali and Insua, who were slow as hell, and every single time the ball gets behind them, it's almost you know it's half a goal for for the opposition, and yeah. that was pretty much what Tasheris did um, you know Teixeira a very good football team in their own right and um, especially you know going forward uh, Diego Valoshi, and Michael Santos the two guys who who got a pair each we know exactly what they can do but apparently Racing didn't or just couldn't get hold of them yeah. um, but it was entertaining at least like it was exciting I went, I went to the game um, you know going 3-0 down and then coming back to 3-2 with two including that rarest of birds and even Pichoud left-footed smash
0: left-footed? left-footed yeah wow, I haven't seen the goals from he has
1: one. at least two fantastic left-footed goals in his career like Alvin Kula it was with the left both yes. are right right-footed how can you compare <laughs> Racing legend Pichoud with Alvin Kula please 12 12 years in Racing now incredible Um and then they just piss it all away by getting caught out again, um, and having to hack down whatever Tashere player was just waltzing in on gold from basically the halfway line, and uh, by Loshis made sure from the penalty spot and um, and put the game to bed. Like, very, yeah, very few positives you can take for a, from from Russia's kind of view uh, point of view. Massi Morales was, again, very, very disappointing. He just doesn't look like the same pint pint of fun that we remember from Vélez. How old is he now, though? 36. Yeah, I was going to say. He's, he's, probably... he's getting up there, yeah. just Really kind of lost that spark, I think. Um, but, I guess, positives. Um, we saw a whole lot of kids come in. Um, Emiliano Saliadari had a few interesting moments in the ball uh, like the who's, who played the last game against Atletico the the yeah, and against Domingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Roman Fernandes 17 year old forward almost had a goal had a couple of chances late um, Catriel Cavichos I think I said his name wrong in, in mm-hmm. a previous recording this is a guy who, uh, who represented Peru for the South American oh, under 20s yeah. and now looks at to. Uh, for um, Argentina. Like Aviles. One one like Aviles, who is confirmed for Argentina now. After playing for Chile, pretty much. Yes. After mm-hmm. playing for Chile, too, yes. Um, so it's, you know, nice to see the kids get a bit of a run, but, I mean, the league's are right for Racing now, yeah. just need to do something, you know, to make it respectable from here until June or whatever, and... And Just focus everything on, on the Roberto Ores and to a lesser extent the Copa Argentina because
0: you know it's not there yet. No, on this same topic, we had a couple of questions tweeted at us last week after we ended recording. Um, and I'm going to ask, I mean, I'm going to ask the other one in the normal question session because that's where it fits, but I think this one fits now. Rob Fitzpatrick was uh wondering, is Gago in any danger of being sacked? The, Fl- the Flamengo draw was decent but wild drawing in the derby against Independiente and then losing to Atletico Tucumán and of course he asked this question before this match we've just been talking about but also who could replace him. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Because it does seem like it's not that long ago that we were talking about how good Racing looked under Gago and how he's a promising young manager and now the wheels seem to be coming off of it.
2: Looks like Obrador keeps him there. in in, Yeah, I I
1: don't think um, that perspective has changed. I think Gago still is a very... Talented young manager, and we also what he did with a very limited um, Racing team last year. If anything, this is probably kind of a Racing reverting a little bit towards the mean after overperforming in 2022, mm-hmm. uh, if we're going to be brutally honest. Um, opinions divided, uh, you know, having engaged having a bit of the uh, the feeling of, uh, among my associates on Monday in Abu-Janera, Um I don't think you won't find too many effusive supporters of him at the moment because that's just not the way it is when you've lost five of the last six matches or whatever it is. Um, But at the same time, I don't think anyone, or not many people are outright calling for him not to to be on the bench for another match and and have his bags packed as soon as possible. Um, Basically because of uh, the second part of that question... Who is it? Uh, No names really stand out. Um, I think uh, as much as he's been struggling recently, Gago knows what he's doing. He has an idea of where he wants to uh, take this Racing team, which we should remember has suffered atrociously from from injuries too and have probably at least three, um, probably more key, key players out guys like Gonzalo Piovi who makes the defence look completely completely different um, when he's in when he's in the, in the centre instead of in Sua uh, Emiliano Vecchio uh, Johan Carbonero and Matias Rojas uh, who has been far away the their best player Um Anibal Moreno has only just come back for, for a few minutes against Flamengo he, he was rested again uh, on Monday and he's Essentially, you know, Racine's only senior uh, holding midfielder, which really changes the, um, the shape of the team when he's not there. Uh, so you have to give him some, some lee- leeway, that, leeway for that, I think. Um, looking beyond these recent crap results in the league, you know, it's a team that leads Flamengo in their Copa Libertadores group and can pretty much sew up. Uh, qualification for the last 16 uh, with a win in their next game which is gonna be a difficult one uh, altitude against the Alcas um, so I'm not panicking yet you know I want to win every game I'm a fan like anyone else but you can see you can see it's gonna be difficult um, mm. probably the biggest conclusion you can make is that Racing do not have a squad for whatever reason, for in, because of injuries, because of mismanagement in the transfer window. I'm sure Seva could talk very much more on that because it's a favourite topic of his. Um, they don't have a squad that can fight into France. That is absolutely crystal clear. Um, Gago is rightly, this first half of the season, chosen to fight for the Lourdes. And let's be honest, even if he put... The under 16s in the Levantores and saved all the best players for the Liga Profesional. They're not getting anywhere near the river mm. um, So I think as a strategy, it's good. It's hard to watch the team lose, but definitely I'll give them benefit of the doubt uh, right through the Liga and see what happens in the second half of the season the Copa Liga Profesional, whatever it's called now, which you know different format, probably a little bit more. Uh, Probably suits Grassing a little bit more and, you know, with, the, with the two groups. Um, so, to sum up that sort of rambling little speech of mine, um, no, Gogol's going to stay for yeah. now, and unless there's some disaster in these last three Libertadores group games.
0: And in a way, that kind of is, is an indicator of perhaps not club management rather than pitch management that Gago's doing you know, people running the club perhaps not being quite as bad as Sever would like to complain about because 10 years ago say in any of the big clubs in Argentina he probably would have been coming under quite a lot of pressure and you'd be talking about him maybe getting sat by now but the fact that he's got this and, and that nobody's really kind of going oh no his job's on the line here um, is encouraging it's a nice sign for a change to be yeah to be sitting here talking about one of the big five on a relatively poor run of form and yet the manager is, yeah, still clearly the manager.
1: I think also the examples from other teams, you know, in the Big Five, very recently probably, helped to dissuade Racing from doing anything too hasty. look at Boca, you know, Saktiwara. Tiwara. No one really argued with that decision, and then had their hearts set on Martino. Looked like it was all done. Suddenly refused, and they were left absolutely scrambling, mm. and had to bring in Amiran has had his moments but really for the last five years or so hasn't done much as a coach and in Independiente is that the same thing you know uh, got rid of Falcioni at the end of 2022 took a punt on uh, Stilidano yes yeah. who was meant to be the next best thing lasted eight games they wanted to bring in Zieliński the fans got all angry about it because apparently they were Betraying independent ideals. So they said no to Zielinski. They went to Pablo Repito. The president resigned. Repito said, I don't want any fucking thing to do with this. And they just sauntered back, you know, slid back over to Zielinski. Mm. Uh, It's not an easy thing to to change a coach. Um, Especially, you know, if you're a big club with big expectations. So I think you have to tread very carefully with it.
0: Yeah, um, in the title race, as I mentioned, San Lorenzo have dropped ground, seeded ground, dropped further behind River uh, with a 0 nil draw against Defensa y Justicia. I didn't catch that match, but just looking at the numbers, it looks like they really dropped a point there, uh, or dropped two points because they had, I would say, lots of chances. But they certainly have more chances than Defensa y Justicia.
2: was, I think, was great. Was similarly similar like uh, to. Romero at River Boca. Uh, mm. a, bit, a, a pair of of, of uh, chances that the ball was ru- straight to
1: the angle and he was able to save them. Uh-huh. Mm. It appears we summoned Seva because just as I was name dropping so, yeah, it he <laughs> sent us a message in our WhatsApp group hmm. um, posing with the 1986 World Cup trophy. Well, I guess it's the same World Cup trophy every year
0: a, a picture of him from 1989 when he would have been 10 uh, sounds right yeah. can't remember which we'll year. be kind and of say he's, 10 he's, a few, or, he's yeah. a few years older than me but I can't remember exactly how much older but um, yeah that looks about right well very good Seba, if you're listening which you, he isn't but um, yeah uh, I'm not going to show the photo to the microphone because this is an audio medium so that <laughs> would be very interesting Um, but yes just as Dan was mentioning uh, Tigre versus Newells as I said turned out to be quite entertaining as I predicted it might be as I mean entertaining it wasn't really that good a game but it was 2 sorry uh, 1-1 after 7 minutes and then 2-1 to Tigre who had fallen 1-0 behind very early on after 14 minutes um, and then New has got an equaliser with about 3 minutes to go so that was you know better than I think more entertainment than most people looking at. I think there were a, another the
2: question after we finished recording last time about Tigre, mm. uh, about why are now so bad when when they previously were were so enjoyable. Oh, no, after, the, yeah, after we, started, we finished recording.
0: Oh, that, that's not popping up in, uh, in no? the mentions as far as I can see. But anyway, if it's there, then we'll get to it. Uh, the other match that ended 2-2 was Argentinos versus Independiente, a fixture very close to my heart because it was uh, that 4-3 that Argentinos won near the end of the 2010 Clasura was one of the first matches I attended after moving here um, when Argentinos were 3-2 down, going into stoppage time and pulled it round. Um, Independiente were leading in this one as well 2-0 uh, goal from Sergio Ortiz on the stroke of half time a penalty from Martín Cauteruccio 65 another minutes away. another penalty 6 and then there was another penalty six for, for, for Argentinos yeah. uh, to pull one back in the 79th minute Gabriel Avalos scored that and in the 83rd minute Leonardo Heredia made, uh, made the equaliser scored the equaliser Um, so another decent match between those two teams in La Paternal 13 years on <laughs> From uh, that very famous one right before Argentinos last won the league. Um, Other scorelines that jump out of me. uh, We should
1: mention Central and the new Alexis McAllister scoring on his debut. Uh, Alexis McAllister, in the sense that he also has a Celtic surname. Tomas O'Connor. Oh, O'Connor.
0: Scored Rosario Central's fourth goal Mm. against Platense. What can you tell us about him, Dom? Um, that he plays for Central. Yes.
1: He's 21 years old. Okay. Um, I couldn't find any Republic of Ireland eligibility, although it perhaps won't
0: stop them. Has he drunk a pint of Guinness? At Mm, some point in his life?
1: can you get Guinness
0: in Rosario? Yeah, almost definitely. Surely. Somewhere. Somewhere. Having said that, Jack Charlton's not in charge of them anymore, is he? So.
1: True. But, oh, you know, I'll give him, um... I'll give him a shout at the um, No, another very, very cool, cool good team. result from a young central team. They had a 19-year-old Alejo Velis uh, take his season sally up to six. Jamin Don Campas, 22, got on the scoresheet as well. One of the best names in the league, though. Yes. So that was three under-22s, or under-23s, if you like, who scored. And the old man of the group, Ignacio Malcora. Malcora. Who is having a season. Runs badly. <laughs> but <it laughs> but he, well he does well. it well, I think. He is having an absolute season. Been brilliant with all the all the babies in the Central team. Indeed. Very exciting. I'm going to keep banging on Central because they've been very, very good to watch. They haven't won every game. They've had a couple of dodgy results recently, but very, very good value. Yeah,
0: they've, um, as you said, they, 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 they've looked good. I think we've kind of mentioned them a few times, but more just sort of the score lines jumping out rather than talking about them in much depth. But they're seventh in the league. What, seven yeah. out of 15 games? So nearly half of their matches. They've only lost three. Um, and they must be... I mean, seventh, so what? That's got to be a Sina spot, isn't it? Um, and just two points... Three points, sorry, behind San Lorenzo um, in second. And to back up my fun-to-watch theory, they are tied for first in
1: aggregate goals. Their games have, include, <laughs> have involved 42 goals in 15 games. Uh, can you name the team who are level with them?
0: I mean, I'm looking at the lead, area, so I feel like I'd be cheating if I were to um, pretend to. I'll just tell you, because I've it. scanned it as well. Tasheris? No, that's not. Tasheris
1: are in, well, it'd be further place, one behind, yes. Go on. Rasi?
0: Ah, yeah, they were. Uh, t- mm. Sorry, I'm not doing this deliberately. They were off the bottom of my screen. <laughs> um, so, yes, that, yes, that's why I didn't see that. Uh, so, well,
1: has yeah. scored 23, conceded 19, and have scored 19, conceded 23.
0: Yeah, and that 23 scored is also the third highest goals for Tally in the league. Because Correct. Because River are second in goals scored with 26, and Tacheres mm-hmm. have scored 27 uh, in 15 matches. It should probably be
1: an asterisk by Tacheres, though, because River and Central haven't played with Racing yet. No, I was about to say
2: that but they will play each other Tacheres and River uh, this Sunday this weekend yes. Oh, of course they will Yeah. Michael Santos by the way have a, a, is now the, 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 the top goal scorer I think he scored five goals in the last two matches he's on fire and and unfortunately for Mancini he won't be able to play for
0: Italy because he had already played for the Euro wide national team mm. you're quite right not only because he's scored five goals in the last two matches, but he's also got an assist, because he got one of those against Racing. Mm. So he's called a hat-trick against Rosario Central um, a week and a half ago, and scored two and set one up against Racing on Monday. Um, so if any of you play Argentine fantasy football, sounds like he's a good bet now, but he'll pr- presumably stop doing that now that I've mentioned that. And I'm indeed undressed, but generally speaking, when I point these things out, it turns out to be the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lanús have just gone 1-0 up against Sol de Marshall, according to uh, my trusty, or well, not always so trusty, live score app on my telephone. Um, for now, I think we're going to have a half-time break, refill some glasses, and when we come back, we will continue the conversation. Don't go away. in this second half that we've just been talking about during the halftime break the first of which is going to be that marcelo bielsa has been uh, ooh, hang on has it been officially announced or have they it has a, a verbal, verbal agreement. agreement okay has, has, yeah. has finally arrived at a verbal agreement with the uruguayan football association um you might have seen around the turn of the year that this was being talked about uh, but as dan has just put it need needed time to go through and watch all of Uruguay's matches over the last 70 years to decide whether or not he was going to ultimately say yes and whether he could do a job for them. you have to see the pressing, pat- the pressing patterns in the
1: Maraghanasso and yeah. all of that, I'm sure.
0: Um, this means that he is, depending on where exactly you draw the Southern Cone, but he's going to potentially complete a Southern Cone hat-trick. Some people would include Paraguay in the Southern Cone, which is what I'm saying. I would. But um, he's going to have had three of the four. In any case. Yeah. And his disciple Martino, I guess, completed it by coaching paraway. Did he do? Oh, the, the two of them together, you mean? Yes. Um, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, sticking with managers for a moment, Andres has pointed out that we're now up to 11 sackings uh, so far this season in just 15 rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, can we remember? I've got a list of them all here, but I'm just wondering whether either of you two can try to list them all, if anyone wants to have a go. Let's start with the easy ones, which we mentioned the first halfs,
1: Delitano in, yep. in Independiente Ibarra in Boca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander Medina in Vélez. Well done.
0: Ole. Andres. Dio Zabove, so okay. Rakan. Yes. That's one. The most yes, recent one, the, one, I believe. The yeah. very recent ones, yeah. Yes. Sara you mentioned, you
2: mentioned that? <coughs> uh, Sanguinetti.
0: Uh, oh. No, Sara Leggi. also Marcelo oh, Sara of Cologne. Yeah, is another one. And Javier Sanguinetti. Of yes. Manfield. That's six. Uh, uh, there is. There was another one who's just gone this past weekend. Uh,
1: whoever was in charge of Arsenal. Yeah, Fabian Ruiz. So that's uh, seven. Or Nyon's coach. I don't know his name, but he must have be been sacked. Gustavo
0: Munua. That's the one. Uh, who else? I'm trying to hold my phone. <laughs> uh the others, should I just give them to you? Yeah, otherwise uh, it's gonna get boring. Rodolfo de Pauli of uh, Barracas Central. Well like he
1: resign he resigned for like non footballing reasons, so yeah. I
0: t mean, so this is a list of we're on removidos de sus cargos, who were removed from their charge, so yeah I would agree actually with that caveat, that he wasn't really removed, he removed himself. Yes. Um, Abel Balbo... Often a it's
1: a distinction without a difference, of course, but... Yeah.
0: Could uh, have him,
2: he was like twice, because once for from Central Córdoba, and then from
1: Estudiantes, I think.
0: Hmm.
1: No, he moved from Central Córdoba ah. to Estudiantes. Nice. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, hang on, all the names I've got on this list have now been mentioned either by me or by one of you two uh, and yet I'm I've only counted good. up to ten so we might be one short or I might have miscounted yeah. either way uh, it's a lot and um, apparently Martin Palermo is uh, obliged to win this weekend with Platense if he's going to keep his job fortunately for him they're playing racing, yes. They're playing racing. Guy so. will do him a favour, his old Boca man. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Um, so,
2: there you go. And Huracan has a new, I don't know the other, the other teams, but Huracan has a has a new coach and he's Sebastián Bataglia. Former oh. Boca Boca coach. Okay.
0: So keep an eye on their match, they are playing. Ah, oh, they're at home to Godoy Cruz. Uh, I'm gonna say, well, it's tomorrow evening as we record this, but it'll be this evening by the time this goes online, uh, because i I have work to do when I get home tonight, so this is going to be mostly edited and uploaded probably on Friday afternoon. Um, super. There was something else as well that we said we were going to talk about, and I forgot what it was. We've had Bielsa or well, the coaches getting
1: sucked. some managers, and then there were the certain not managers. Uh, oh,
0: the independiente influencer, whose name I've already forgotten, even though you said that. Sandin Maradea Yes, uh, we mentioned this three or four weeks ago, that um, this TikTok person had decided to hold a um, whip around for for uh, among Independientes fans, and there was some talk at the time of people just messaging him money um, and whatnot. When he could have been anybody, it appears from all his public pronouncements, uh, like he actually is serious and really is going to give the money to the club, which is just as well. <laughs> I, I suppose one of the advantages when he being that public about it is that he couldn't really have got away with not doing a this. I don't think there was so any...
1: No, I don't think there was any danger of that. Uh, I think the concern, which probably still remains, is what exactly is going to be done with that money Yes. once it... Um, Sits in the trust and, and, and also, has access or if to independent directors,
2: or if they don't reach the money required to to pay the doubts, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I think they said something ridiculous like 20 million dollars, which was never gonna happen. Um, I think at the moment it sits at three million dollars, which is a decent amount. It hmm. doesn't pay off the my hmm. surgeon debt that the, independent the have, but it goes a little yeah. bit of the way, assuming that it's um. It's used for that. So yes,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean it's fifteen percent of of the
2: total. Yes. So with it's America not going. Uh, it, we would paying that by paying America they will be not, uh, then I mean in order to uh, uh, sign players well they have signed players anyway, but
1: they'll have the FIFA embargo lifted, or right. at least like the most serious part of it. This is yeah.
0: America de Mexico, isn't yes. it? Yes, it's not not America de Cai. Mm-hmm. Um one of you was also saying that somebody had been going around pretending to be him and giving an almost, almost identical but not quite identical username. Yes, yeah, There out. was a guy who
2: created an alias, which which is the the uh, like a three words mm-hmm. that you if you input those words you can transfer that money
0: on digital banking.
2: Yes, and uh, there was a guy that who who created a very very similar alias. Uh, but if you inter- uh, search for that people for that person uh, with that alias, it will s- s- uh, show you that it's not Santiago Maratea. That it was another one, another one. Yeah. There were people that didn't uh, uh, check that.
0: No, they just type in the alias. Sent money
2: to that to other guy. To other yeah. guy. I know what happened then, but uh, yes, he was like. a... Uh, didn't know
0: you could create an alias. So it's it's quite a good idea for for the benefit of like people listening to this from, I don't know, European countries which have slightly more sensible banking regulations, the reason they're useful is that Argentine bank account numbers have about 72 numbers yes. mm. and a bunch of slashes and hyphens and stuff in the middle of them as well. Um, so just three very short words that you can type in um, go some way to making that sort for a They the provide users.
2: you from random uh, areas but you can change it. So okay. So that, that, that guy <laughs> changed it uh, on purpose for uh, Rojo, or something like that, with sim- one or two letters that
0: weren't there, yeah. so... For, for listeners in the United States, digital banking is something that will probably arrive in your country in about 2062, <laughs> or something. Um, anyway, any other, anything else? We must have had some other ideas. We're not skipping straight. Well,
2: today Argentina. Ah, no, that Argentina uh, the U- under twenties uh, national team uh, played a, a friendly against uh, Dominican Different. Republic. Oh wow! Okay, I missed this. And it was four 0 I, I don't know the scores, but it was a uh, clearly a na- friendly to uh, be with the reason for for the debut, which will be in ninety day, nine days time
0: typically SofaScore doesn't have this. It's got an under-19 friendly between Bosnia and Herzegovina <laughs> and Slovenia, but it isn't showing that match that you just mentioned. Um, I wonder whether we can get... Uh, and we do have a couple so... of Copa Argentina results,
1: which are mentioned. Go on. Uh, more good news for Ornium.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They went out in the last 64 to Amagro. Um, drew 1 0 and then lost, lost, four, lost to 10 man Amagro, no less. Uh, another Liga Profesional scalp for Amagro who knocked Daniele de Rossi and Boca out yes. in 2019, yeah, if I remember,
2: did, yeah. yeah, when there was, I think,
0: Burrito
1: Martinez in Amagro and his score Correct. That was
0: Daniele de Rossi's Boca debut, in fact. Yeah. I mean, after he'd already been there for about
1: a month. I believe so. Um, so, what well an Amagro. Uh, That was on Tuesday, and the following day, Barraca Central agonisingly warded off a possible upset um, by beating Estudiantes de Buenos Aires Mm. uh, with a 96th-minute winner.
0: Yes, uh, which is a good excuse to uh, let you know that if you're learning Spanish and doing so by reading Argentine football um, articles online... If you ever see the phrase goal agonico, agonising goal, then that means a goal with pretty much the last touch of the match or at least a goal deep into stoppage time. Uh, so there's a good example of a nice yes. phrase for you. And I believe Baracas's reward is to
1: play Boca in the last 32. Lucky though. No. Yep. Yeah. While Amagro go up a level by taking on Escursionistas. I see. I'm making Where fun. Going? I'm making fun of onion. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Because they have been far and away the worst team in Primera, if not all of Argentina. Yes. So if you've
0: been thinking it's been a while since we heard from Tony, then there might be a reason for that.
1: 14 games, one win, seven defeats, and nine points so far in the top flight. Um, the reason that they've only played 14 games is that, as we mentioned last week, part of their stadium collapsed. Um, yes, necessitating postponement of one of their games. Yeah, so not great for me at the moment.
0: And I have just managed to find the section of SofaScore that deals with under twenty international friendlies. Wow, it does not have Argentina versus Dominican <laughs> Republic listed at all. So well, you got this information it, yes. from you know we give you In more fact, info. In fact,
2: of course, these uh, you they didn't show the match itself, but they showed the the scoreline. Mm-hmm. And the time it was, uh, so it was played.
0: Perhaps it wasn't official, or I'm not doubting it for a second. I was just trying to look up who actually scored the goals. Let's see. We've got a TNS Sports article here. Uh, Valentin Carboni, Maestro Pucci, which I have continued to say really should be a nickname, but it's fantastic that it's his real name. And uh, two goals from Galdo. It's interesting that they've given Valentin Carboni's first name and haven't bothered to give the first names of the other two players. I guess because um, there's have two have Carbonis. Two ah, that's trivia, yeah, of course. So it's Juan Gautó of Huracán and Ignacio Maestro Puch uh, of Atletico Tucumán. Valentín Carboni, of course, is uh, now playing for Inter. He, he was previously with Anus. Um The formation for that one was Gómez-Gert, the 27th world champion. Not Gá. Not Gá. No, no, not Ga. what well, I was <laughs> supposed to say. Uh, in goal, uh, Agustin Gea, Lautaro Di Lolo, Valentin Gomez, and Roman Vega across the back, Maximo Perrone, Matteo Tanlongo, Valentin Carboni in midfield, and Luca Romero, Ignacio Maestro Puch, and Brian Naguire across the front. I would think that if that's likely to be anything resembling the starting lineup for the Under 20 World Cup, which gets underway in just over a week. Um, that Luca Romero is going to take on the kind of Alejandro Ganacho title of you know the, the great hope who can drag the team through right but
1: I think that's not a bad um, not a bad uh, guess yeah uh,
0: but we will have to see I mean as I said last week really I, I think it was it, it didn't speak very highly of, of, of how this team is doing that Garnaccio had that status having never actually played with the team in the first place um, and there's a lot of pressure to put on them. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, the second half substitutes were Nicolas Clar. Uh, or, or Clar. Yeah. <laughs> still, I still want to hear an actual Argentine say that, who, who spoke spoken to him and asked him how he says it. Um, Tomás Avilés, Valentín Barco, Gino Infantino, the most unfortunately known man in world football, Ignacio Miramon, Federico Redondo, yes, that's right, Juan Gauto, who scored the goal, and Alejo Belis. Um, so it seems that the players
1: who are playing more regularly in Primera kind yeah. off the bench because obviously
0: yes, that makes they sense, have
1: Primera responsibilities
0: uh, and also uh, Matias Soule did not take part in the match because he is just I mean it says here in like, Las Proximas Horas and this match, mm-hmm. this article was published oh, about three hours ago so at some point tonight <laughs> or in the early hours of tomorrow uh, Matias Soule will be landing in Argentina because um He is going to be... Oh, he played, did he, earlier today in the Europa League semi-final for Juventus Uh, by the look of it, according to that. Or he was involved in the squad, at least. I did not pay any attention to the Europa League semi-final earlier today, because... Why would I? (laughs) uh, Let's just see... Oh, no, that was the quarter-final. Where's this? They drew 1-1 with Zubisha. They got a late goal. Very late goal. An agonising goal. Um... And, yeah, he was an unused substitute. So presumably sometime on Friday, presumably he's in the air as we record. Um, But he will be part of the squad, but just not yet. And they're playing Japan, it says here. In how many days time it doesn't say when the date is <laughs> it just says that they're going to be playing Japan sometime before the World Cup starts
1: sometime between now and nine days from now oh
0: that actually is all it says I, would, I was scrolling down and I've just come across the whole read this too links after the article's and that is the end of the article oh yeah uh, ah l- uh, lunes dia lunes monday uh, I was expecting it to give the actual date but no it, it on monday they will be playing japan in a friendly in esesa and then on so, so it's a week on Sunday, isn't it, that, that, that it's going to start, the 20th, is that right? Saturday, I think. It's 20th. Yes, you're quite right, yeah. A week on Saturday uh, is when it will start. So they play Monday the 15th, they play Japan. <laughs> Saturday the 20th, they play the opening match against... start. Yes. Yeah. So that's nice. Should we do a list of questions? Yes. Righty-ho. We have already answered Rob Fitzpatrick's one about Fernando Gago. Mm. Uh, also, slightly late to the party last week was Akbar Pahlawan, who says maybe this is too early to ask, but is Martin Demichelis more of a league coach than a tournament slash cup coach? Andres, well, it's very since,
2: yes, it's really too early because uh, they are having played only three matches from the uh, group stage of Copa Libertadores and, others, and uh, fifteen matches from from the Liga Profesional. Uh, I also remember
1: Gacharo had some really ropey group stages uh, mm-hmm. even in 2015 right?
0: 2015 River qualified for the knockout stage um, thanks to I, know which, I think um, no Leo uh, Tigres yes th- thanks to Tigres who were in the same group mm. winning their match after they'd already assured themselves of winning the group anyway so they'd had no reason to play for anything at all winning 4-3 away from home um, with a late winner and the reason I remember that is that in 2014 San Lorenzo qualified from the group stage because the team who'd already won the group won 4-3 away from home and not having anything to play for and <laughs> therefore helped San Lorenzo to qualify and I think I'm right in saying that in both cases certainly in Rippert's case I'm definitely right in saying it, in both cases the team who helped them out of the group stage by winning 4-3 after they'd already won the group are the team who then ended up going on to lose the final to San Lorenzo River. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Um, saying that, I
1: think um, Sunday's result is massive for Demichilis because uh, the two biggest games he'd had so far didn't mm. really go very well. So, just kind of getting that And was first saying, massive win is not going to be a And you will see that
2: River still haven't played with, uh, at least at the Liga haven't played with the with, uh, tough rivals. Uh, well, they've Boca. not played San Lorenzo, they've not played defensively with DCR. And well, Tachez is some is another one, mm. and we'll play on Sunday. Uh, so this victory, this uh, uh, match against Boca, helps about to. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, also good for about that because yeah. it's the, the 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 arch rival. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so the I mean, the short answer is I guess it, it probably is a bit early to ask, but it's still an interesting question to, to answer. It's yes. true that
2: Gashado, for example. Didn't manage to win the first uh, Liga Profesional or Torneo Apertura, or or I don't know what it was when Gallardo took charge. It was the the Liga.
0: No.
1: Oh no, it was the first. Uh, Transición.
2: 2014. 2014. He He wasn't able to make River uh, have eight points Mm. uh, gap to the second one.
0: No. Second team. No, indeed. Uh, And I noticed, I I always retweet these questions as I ask them. Uh, and um, Akbar has deleted this tweet, so I couldn't retweet it. So I apologise, Akbar, if you didn't want me to read it out. But I mean, I'm presuming you just thought there was no point in asking it anymore. But, you know, anybody who, who tweets in a late question, always leave it, and we will ask it the next week if I remember. And it was still showing up in my notifications when we started recording the episode, so presumably you've deleted it quite recently. My, uh, this week now, oh, hang on. This week?
1: There's one from three days ago. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I there's think. one
0: from the 7th of May, I can see here, which is Macavelli. Oh, no, I've got a different one. Looking forward to the final red card count for this week after the Superclásico. But the average is creeping back up again, certainly. Uh, from the 8th of May, LFC says, question for the next pod. Hello. Uh, when all the Superclásico dust settles, what has happened to Tigre? They were one of the best watchers in the Liga Professionale last season. And a huge factor in getting me hooked on the league. Now they play boring defensive football and are pretty dreadful to watch. I mean, welcome, welcome to Argentine. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and I are laughing because we that was not scripted. Uh, we, we just both have the same. Well, Tacheres
2: and Defensive Justicia are the new are the new tigre.
0: Yeah. Um, and I mean uh, well actually I guess Defensive Justicia are a pretty good counter argument to use, but by and large outside I wouldn't even go as far as the big five. I would just say outside of River and Boca. And most of that is because... River and
1: Racing recently, you know... Racing more recently. Excusing this recent blip.
0: It, even, even in River's case, most of that is because, astonishingly, they've managed to have one manager for mm. eight years in a row, which is completely unheard of here. Um, other clubs are not run on a kind of this-is-our-footballing-identity kind of basis. It's very much which manager's available... Can he do a job? Mm-hmm. Can he get us out of the hole we've dug ourselves into, or whatever? Um, so yeah, the, well, Veles we, sometimes, is what
2: sometimes with with Medina had this. You knew how they would play, or mm. uh, like quite intense. Yeah,
0: Veles, I mean, it's not to say that there are no clubs, obviously, with or at least who think of themselves of, and who we might think of as having a DNA, and certainly mm-hmm. Veles have got a, a a history of bringing through young players and trying to generally play attacking football. Um, but yeah, by and large, it's gonna from campaign to campaign. It'll vary. Tigre might be brilliant to watch again in the second half of the season after they've sold Mateo Rategui and mm. invested all. Oh, well, they're gonna get a chunk actually, aren't they? Of the cash yeah, when Boca selling.
1: Uh, I think so.
0: Yes. I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's
1: twenty percent or yeah. something of uh, according to the loan deal that yeah. they had. There's just so much variance season to season. Um, you look at the table last year. Huracan and Atlético Tucuman. Yeah. We're two of the best teams and now they're right down at the bottom. And, and as we mentioned, Lodagan just sacked their coach for really not doing a very good job at all.
0: Yeah. If, if our question asker had, had gone into us two years previously, he'd have become a big Goddard Cruz fan. Because mm-hmm. they were ridiculously entertaining to yeah. watch and then six months later, absolute toilet. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's just, just like football in Europe everything goes in cycles it's just that here the cycles are sped up many many times. It's true that
2: uh, uh, there, there are teams that you can uh, uh, identify them because of the coach hmm. and for example Sielinski with Espriantes had that uh, a couple of years ago or three or four years ago and uh, Martínez, Diego Martinez
1: with Tigre was about to do that and now well it happens what Yeah. <laughs> well they, you said they had an outstanding game on the weekend so maybe a return to yeah, uh, I mean, to I was, vintage Tigre.
0: I think I was being slightly uh, generous to myself, really. But <laughs> it, it finished two-two. Yeah. I'm not sure that you saw four goals. Uh, Guy been. Trengo says: Sandis penalty or no? Uh,
1: well, yes, not overwhelmingly yes, but enough of a penalty not to get yes, all it, bockery and angry.
2: It, it was after that. Uh, after the match, it was said it was a little penalty, and in the Super-Logastia you have to award a a big penalty, and I don't
0: know why. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, because it's a massive game, you have to just let the little fouls go, (laughs) even if they are penalties in the box. Um, Yeah, no, I I mean, as I said, I I thought it was, it it was an unfortunate one to concede, in that, as Andres described it, I think, uh, earlier on, he swings his leg for the ball, and there's nobody there, and then by the time he actually gets to the ball, there's someone there and he ends up kicking him in the foot rather than kicking the ball. Uh, but he did kick him in the foot. So, yeah. Um, Abba Palawan is back with another couple of questions. Why are Rivers so good in the league but not the Copper? Are they the equivalent to the Spanish or, or the Catalan FC Barcelona this season? They both dominate the league. Also, they're really good defensively in the league but not so much in continental competition.
2: Well, I, as I said before, three matches uh Lose all matches perhaps, the, the ones, uh, well, against Fluminense, not 5-1 mm. That was not expected, you don't expect to lose, but to lose one or 2-0, perhaps not 5-1 But at, that was the match in which there were clear mistakes from the Blairs and from the Michelis mm. yeah. with, the, with the changes, and then against the Tranches in La Paz Another lose match match with, with more mistakes mm. Mm. But uh, it's not a, like a parameter you have to uh, because there were three matches. Oh, we why are so bad in the in the Copa Torres? Yeah. Uh, there are three matches to go, and I think that against uh, at least against uh, uh, the strongest here in Argentina and uh, Sporting Cristal in Peru, I think they will win that ma- those matches, and then against Prominencia uh, will be tough again, but not the same as in in the Maracana.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's it's difficult to. Apologies, Akbar, if you've actually been listening for ages, but you haven't just started um, sending questions in. But um, for, for new listeners, I think it can sometimes be, be hard to kind of get your head around the fact that the Libertadores has, in particular, when you get drawn in the same group as a team from La Paz, um, it's straight away, it, it is an enormous handicap that simply doesn't exist in, I mean, unless there's some really good Nepali team that I've never heard of, doesn't exist in any other Champions League equivalent, no. There are teams playing at Possibly at an altitude. Ethiopian team
1: A Kenyan team yeah, there In exactly. Africa I mean, like,
0: but There are teams Who are playing at altitude But the yeah. altitude They're playing at Is simply nowhere near The altitude of La mm. Paz And so It, it, it just it Flamengo Los to
1: In a... Quito yeah. Flamengo Los to Algas, I think Palmeiras yeah. lost Bolívar yes. mm. It happens Yeah It happens And, so, and people yeah, People sometimes
0: things. People sometimes mention Like the Mexico 1786 World Cups And all the Azteca yeah. it's, it's quite high Mexico City I've been to Mexico City Yeah, It's it's not at sea level, it's two and a half thousand metres up, but it isn't anywhere near high up enough to start developing altitude sickness. No. The air's a little bit thinner. Uh, the traffic pollution is more of an issue, I found. Um, but like La Paz is 2,000 metres higher up than that. It, it's a very, very long way up indeed. And it does make a difference. So when one third of River's uh, Libertadores matches so far have taken place there, it does cast a little bit of a. It, it, it's mm. difficult to really assess until the group stage is finished. Obviously, as Andres says, that the, the game in Rio against Flamengo, against Fluminense, sorry. Um, Who, as we mentioned matter. last week,
1: are the best team on the continent at the mm. moment.
0: They're in absolutely fucking yeah. amazing form. And, and that is that is a different matter. But the La Paz, get, the fact that one of those away games was also in La Paz is, it, it makes it a little bit tricky to work out until mm. they've played well Fluminense and um, and the strongest in the Monumental. Yeah. and Sporting Cristal uh, you know, away from home is going to be a different challenge as well but um, yeah it, it's, it's an awkward one mm. but it, it, it's one that you there's simply no equivalent to in, in Europe so. and as, uh, as uh, Dan says unless there's a Kenyan or Ethiopian side who are particularly strong in the African Champions League and I can't think of any from the limited knowledge of African football I have None getting to run, stages, yeah. uh, is a difficult None one to mind. Ask. Akbar also asks perhaps this is too early to be asked this oh, that's the same question. question. He, he said so he deleted perfect. it to resend it. Recently. I see what you mean, yeah. So I've retweeted his new tweet, but we have already answered that one. Yes. And Liam Kelly, who is no relation to me, says, What is it with Colombian goalscorers for River in superclasicos? A crazy ending, which will be remembered for the wrong reasons. I mean, are they the wrong reasons, Liam? Or is this much like scenes nobody wants to see? <laughs> um, but what is it, Andres? Colombians, River Plate, strikers... It just
2: yes. goes together, doesn't it? Strikers and, and midfielders, because Quintero and... Oh, uh, true, yeah. Juan Pablo Ángel, uh, who scored... I remember one, scoring brilliantly against... Teo Gutiérrez. Oscar Córdoba, Teo Gutiérrez, uh, yes. Yes, several. Well, now it's also Borja. Uh, yes, they have something special, it looks like. Which is... Stri- Rafa Borre. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Santo oh. Borre. well am yeah, okay. uh, Which is strange, because... Uh, Appears for Colombian strikers or well, players to play without the context as I, I think there was said someone uh, Before beforehand. Uh, But for the strikers against Boca And uh, for River it's, they, they have something that uh, made them Be closer to score yeah. So yes uh, And perhaps if we
1: uh, It's not just that River have been better than Boca for most of the last 10 years And they have generally had a Colombian up front you know, the Occam's no, razor, no.
0: reason. No, that's, that, that's not it. do not be silly. No? Um, no. But no. Well, going back more than ten years as well. Though, like there, there, have been strong Colombian forwards, especially. Yeah. Playing yeah, the river. I, I know. I've not been to Colombia. I know You have, um, but I've met a few Colombians who support support in, in the, you know in the Argentine league. Mm. Follow River. Because but of this link with Angel, with comes from the chef uh, is from the Angel Falcao, era yeah. yeah.
2: Riquelme is looking for a Colombian striker for Boca, because they, they every every uh, transfer window he uh, or at least it is said, which is now doesn't have to be true, that uh, he wants Rocha Martinez, for example, the Colombian uh, striker who is at America de Mexico, mm-hmm. who is earning a lot of money and. I don't think he will maybe want to come here. The one Zapata is another one. Uh, Borja was he was linked with Borja also.
0: That Zapata cost a bond yeah. for an Argentine club, wouldn't he? No, he, he played, he's played for Estudiantes. Like yeah, but he's playing in the Premier League, he doesn't need yeah. any cash. So he'd mm. be able to ask for some pretty steep wages, I would have thought.
2: He he played for Estudiantes in Argentina, then he Oh mm. well, that's true, yeah, yes. I've thought about that. So. Um so yes he perhaps wants the same thing for Boca.
1: Uh, when it comes to playing... I mean, he, he has a Colombian striker. He's just an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Maybe he wants one who isn't a piece of shit, which I can
0: completely understand. Indeed. Um, those are all of our listeners' questions for this week, so thank you very much indeed for asking them, and when you come back after this music, I'll be telling you what's going to happen this weekend in Mystic Sound. Here we go, I've just checked the live score up, and Lanus so are now 3-0 up on the stroke of half-time against Sol de Rasho. so if we're in for a shock there, then it really is going to be a monumental one, and Dan's going to be even more annoyed that he doesn't have television at the moment.
1: Yes, a goal from Pepe Sand, who has become oh, wow. the oldest scorer <laughs> the
0: in history of the Copa Argentina. Argentina history. The 12-year yes. history of the Copa Argentina. 12 years?
1: It's like 54
0: years. If if they it just, just didn't
1: in play it for 40 years in the, in the years middle, years.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, round 16 of the Liga Profesional kicks off at 8pm on Friday evening with Huracan versus Godoy Cruz and I'm going to go for an Huracan win there. It continues at 9.30pm. I'm not going to give you all the kickoff times, don't worry. Um, I think Argentinos will get in the way win over Atletico Tucumán. On Saturday, Independiente host... Tigre and ooh, hmm, hmm, I'll go for a, a Tigre win, I think, but I'm not convinced that that's a match that you should watch. I'm gonna make
1: a further bet that both Cauteruccio and Rdegui will score a penalty.
0: Yes, and now wait because it finishes 3-3 or something. Uh, Banfield versus San Lorenzo will be a 1-0 San Lorenzo win. Newells versus Arsenal is a Newells win, I think. Instituto versus Colón is a win for... no, I'm gonna go for a draw. On Sunday, Defensa y host hosts Estudiantes. Oof, that's not gonna be a good match, Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go for a draw there. Platense vs. Racing, with Platense needing a win to keep Martin Palermo in a job against his former teammate. and am going go for Racing to win it, I think that... Ooh.
2: Sorry. So that will mean Palermo will be sacked and uh, I think one, two weeks ago or one, one month ago the Platense uh, president said there's no way for Palermo to go to Boca. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: we'll see in the, uh, if Boca start doing poorly enough and, or continue to do poorly enough. Uh, speaking of Boca, they host Belgrano. I think they're going to win it and Feels like a very long time since predicting a Boca win in the Bombonera against anybody. Felt like sticking my neck out a bit, but I think they will. Um, Tacheres are the home side against River, as you will have guessed from the fact that Boca are at home, because Boca and River never play at home on the same weekend. Um, I think River will win that one, narrowly. 1-0, maybe. It's, it's going to be a tight game.
1: Do you reckon, I reckon there's goals in there?
0: Yeah, but I mean... I think it's going to be edgy. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It wouldn't surprise me if it was much more freewheeling, but yeah. something just, uh, I think it's, it's going to be an edgy one. Um, Union versus Sarmiento, I think is a Sarmiento win. Barracas Central versus Central Córdoba, one of the many Clásicos Centrales that we have this season, is going to be a mm, draw? They are both yeah. very, very, I think, yeah. not very good. No, they're kind of mid-table. I'm going to go for a draw. Gimnasia versus Lanús. Uh, I'm going to go for a Gimnasia win, maybe. I don't know how seriously Lanús are taking this current match they're playing, given that Pepe Sanz just scored for them, but we'll see. And Venice versus Rosario Central. Central win, isn't it? Surely. So, there we go. Yeah, Central at 7th, Venice at... not. 22nd. Um... Mm. So there you have it. There are going to be a, a few interesting games there. Um, also, worth listing out for, if I remember, then I'll let you know how I do next week, I'm not going to catch any of those Sunday matches because I'm going to be playing in a pool tournament for the first time. Oh, so yeah, I've actually signed up to one. I'll give you a sneak preview of that. My prediction for that is that I'll go out in the first round because I'm going to be one of only two people in the tournament who's not played in one before. But uh, it'll be good fun and I won't be watching any football as a result. So... We'll see whether I manage to catch any replays or whether next week's episode is just you two telling me what happened. Uh, for now, thank you very much indeed for listening and goodbye from Andres. Thank you, goodbye. From English Dan. Goodbye. From Dan's neighbour's dog. Ruff. And from me, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>